Whoa. Hey, hey, guys. Well, I, I, I remember you guys. I, I know you guys. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, us over here? Yeah, man. Oh, The listeners? Yeah, I remember the listeners. I hope they remember us because it's been a minute. It has been <laughs> a hot minute. Thank you guys for tuning in. You thought we were gone, but we're back better than ever. Episode 6, Season 2, This League, NFL Soon. Got a packed show. Let's go. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yee-haw! Great yeehaw, guys. Great Dude, I Yeah, that was fantastic. What's going on? Aaron and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, are you, why, why are you guys can't stop laughing? I don't get it. It's like a production error or something. Uh, it's episode five, my guy. Oh, is it really episode five? <laughs> episode five. I don't know. Something about you just watching you dance on the thing and sing while we're over here, like having no clue what's going on. We were doing, we were doing like this. We, we had the giggles. This. Aaron and I got the yeah, giggles. You guys were just like waving at me or something. I don't know what's going on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. At this point, you probably thought that you know, Spotify and Apple heard our podcast, thought it was a piece of shit, and canceled us. But no, we're back. We're here. We got the usual gang. I'm your host, Chris Mitchum, and we got my homie, Tim Raider. Hey there. How's it going, everybody? And Aaron Hunt. What is up, people? And it is currently the evening of August 26, 2021, and we took a month and a half hiatus, maybe? Yeah, life's been busy. It has. I mean, for example, yeah. if you are lucky enough to see the, the the visual of this podcast, me and Aaron both coming from brand new locations. Aaron moved into a condo. He's a big kid now. I'm renting a house in Fountain Square. I'm kind of a big kid, not as much as Tim, or not as much as Aaron. And Tim's getting married in like two weeks, so stuff's been a little yeah. packed. Yeah, it's been busy. You could say that. <clears throat> Ten days. Yeah, right. Ten Almost a single digits days man you ready you can back oh, out. oh yeah I'm, I'm ready to be on the other side she's running out of time to run away from me though so you can still back out Jeez. all right well we have a packed show for you guys today we are going to go through an updated power rankings because in case you might have heard there's been some stuff that's gone down the past month and a half some injuries some promotions some preseason stars how does that how does that shake out in the power rankings? We're going to find out. And then we have another guest interview, one of the league members coming on live for the exclusive interview. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, fellas, I'm ready to rock. Do you guys remember how to podcast? I just speak into Mike. How do podcasts? Make funny. Okay, let's do this. Real quick, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, we're going to run down a couple stories right off the top of our domes, because I'm sure that we can remember all of the big things that have happened. Um, I think the first one that everybody's going to be talking about, and we should probably start with it, Michael Pittman has looked like the best wide receiver at Colts camp. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Uh, Super hype about that. Um, Everybody's talking about it. 
No, actually, he's been pretty quiet. I think my boy Paris Campbell is the major headline going to be coming out of the slot. Carson Wentz, healthy, not going to be out more than like a couple weeks. Bang, bang, baby. Who plays more games this year, Paris Campbell or Carson Wentz? That's a good question. (laughs) He's out there. Carson Campbell's a beast. He's already got Carson Wentz already got his injury over for the year. Yeah, let's hope so. Freaking surgery on a injury from high school or something. Jeez. But uh, in all reality, let's get the taps going because it's that time of the year. Training camp is going. And we have some fallen soldiers. It's a sad time. First of all, and before even the first preseason game, Los Angeles Rams running back Cam Akers down with a torn Achilles. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Out for the year. Suck it, <laughs> Trying to have a nice Man, ceremony here. He had that hype. He was going to be a top 10 running back. He was going to help Zach take the next step. Man, nobody mourned harder than Zach, man. I mean, it was it was always a question, right, who had the best running back core in the league. In this league, Zach, you know, had Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Cam Akers. He was up there. Now he's down to his two-headed monster, which is still not nothing to be shabby at, but... I think out of any injury so far that we've talked about, this has to be the biggest one and hurts the team the most. Definitely agree there. All right. Well, well, on the next one, we have another fallen soldier. Just a rookie. Not even standing up. Not even having his sea legs yet. Travis Etienne with something in his foot. I don't know what it was. Something crazy. Out for the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That brings Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth down a peg. And that makes Kyle Stretch a very happy man. Because if you remember, there was a trade earlier in this offseason where Kyle Stretch sent Devin Singletary. No, I'm sorry. Anthony sent Devin Singletary and a 2023 first-round pick for Travis Etienne. And now that's not looking too hot. Guys, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think of the James Robinson and Steven Hype? Like, you know, give me your insight on that. And if that makes anybody a contender or Anthony less so a contender. Yeah, in hindsight, that trade is going to go down very poorly for Anthony. I mean, the list Frank injury, that's one of those injuries that recurs. You see it pop up year in, year out. It's not looking good for a young guy, especially running back. I mean, that's potentially a long-term recurring injury that you just don't like to see, especially on a guy that already was going to suck, in my opinion, <laughs> in ETN. James Robinson hype train, though, that should be going full. Choo-choo. Steam ahead, full steam ahead. Steven ought to just be partying his ass off. Just like, let's go. He got an RB, a safe RB2 back for the year where originally he was maybe going to be able to flex the guy. And we had no idea how it was going to go, but Steven's, he's partying over there. And now that he also got Clyde Edwards Alaire from yours truly, um, his running back core escalated very quickly. And you add that with Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, yeah. George Kittle. We're going to see how that impacted the power rankings going forward. And uh, I'll just catch myself now. One of the worst parts about not having an agenda coming into a podcast is I forgot everybody's favorite part of the podcast. I'm sorry. I completely skipped over the drink of the week. My goodness. I'm going to start with Aaron because him opening up that beautiful looking can reminded me of it. Aaron, what are we sipping on, man? I got the champagne of beer. Miller High Life. Oh, baby. Got IU, IU koozie. Shout out IU football. Shout out IU basketball. This is our year. 
Are you a football school or a basketball school? I forget. Year for what? Uh, we're both, and we actually are coming up having the fifth ranked basketball class in the country, brother. As I say, this is IU's year to be a top business school. <laughs> we're a business Every school. <laughs> Tim, what are we sipping on, man? Oh, I've got um, some Charleston's straight bourbon whiskey. It's easily one of my favorites. I like and that. First drink since the bachelor party. You know, it was a long recovery. That's, so it, it tastes very good. Bachelor party deserves a podcast of its own. I'll tell you what. Shout out to all the guys that came to that. Um, you know, I, the whole time you guys were going, I was trying to remember the name of this whiskey. What was the name of the distillery we went to on our bachelor party? Barton. 1792. 1792. Uh, That's yep. what I'm sipping. Pretty good. Can't do the slush sound because I don't have a can. Aaron, give, give us give give the people what they want. Give give me a nice, gentle. I can't do it. I can't. It was somewhat okay. Weak. I can't do it as good as you. Weak. All right. Um. Other than that, you guys got any news off the top of your head? That... I want to want to touch on the ETN thing real quick because Anthony, never fear. He got the best handcuff in the league. The young, spry, forty-nine-year-old Carlos Hyde. Coming in hot, thirteen fab. Dropping a thirteen fab. I mean, just look at his picture there. Look at that. That's a man that I mean, is slower than molasses. <laughs> I can't tell if he's about to open some popcorn and just hit the recliner, or he's actually a starting running back for the Jaguars, or or not a starting running back, but a backup. Right, yeah, a backup. <laughs> hey, Urban Meyer, right? That's Ohio State, right? Oh, I O. He's going to be so bad, dude. Urban Meyer doesn't know what he's doing. Jeez. I agree. All right. Well, with that, we will go ahead and go on to what everybody wants to hear, what everybody's here for after the movers, the shakers, the trades, the injuries. What do the power rankings look like heading in to week one? Nice. All right. Well, you guys know the drill. Tim is the holder of secrets. He has the rankings in front of him. Me and Aaron are completely oblivious, and we are going to live react, baby. And I'm super excited to hear that Super Camario is probably in last place. Let me hear it. All right. Well, you know, we did the way too early 2021 power rankings uh, a few weeks ago. It's been a little while, but now we're in uh, preseason week three. And so we thought it'd be a great time to update the power rankings based on performances, injuries, and going right into the regular season. So without further ado, Coming in at 10th place, falling one spot, Country Roads Take Mahomes. Ah, where he belongs. <laughs> I think everybody's had enough time to mellow on that situation and some of the offseason moves. And sorry, Hayden, but it's not looking like you're going to start the season anywhere but 10th. All right, and why, why, why 10th? He fell one spot. So did anything happen or – did we all just come to our senses that he probably has the worst team in the league? You know, to my knowledge, nothing new has changed since we did the power rankings. All of his trades happened pre the two early ranking show. I think this is just time to fester on everything and look at the depth along everybody's teams and just, you know, maybe some dirt thrown on Gaskin a little bit and Waddle got hurt. You know, he just looks a little iffy, but. There's just nothing that much to be excited about, I don't think. Yeah, I'll have to echo that. When you're starting running backs for Chris Carson and Ronald Jones, <sighs> yeah. 
leave some stuff to be desired. Aaron, you got anything on that? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to touch on the running back situation, really, and then also tight end, too. I mean, Chris Carson and Ronald Jones, though you love those to be, like, nice pieces. Like, Ronald Jones, I look at that as more of a depth piece. Chris Carson's a nice RB, too, at least for this year. For a contender. This is, this, right, for a contender, but this is dynasty. So, like, how good is he going to be next year or the year after that? I mean, it's just tough to say. He, Allen Robinson, I've always been a really big fan of him. So that's a nice cornerstone to have, but he just doesn't have a lot of like star power, really. So I just think he's going to have a hard time keeping up. I mean, anytime you, you talk about Allen Robinson, you just go back and look, look at the list of quarterbacks that have thrown him NFL passes, and it's just, you feel so bad for the guy. But he finishes and this top year. 10. He's got a 33 year old Andy Dalton. That's crazy. So. Jeez. And, and hey, if you remember correctly, our last episode, Hayden said, He's one piece away. One piece away. One piece away. Still looking to see where that move might be. <laughs> Bless that man's heart. All right. Number nine. I think we all know bottom two. So let's hear it. Moving on. Number nine. Going up a spot. We have Team Don Perignon. Don Perignon, the, the rebuilder himself. And yeah, exactly. We all, we've, we've sung his praises this offseason. We really have. Uh, moving up a spot is clear response to Aaron Rodgers coming back and actually playing because otherwise he was not going to have a quarterback on his roster. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, I think the fact that he still has Todd Gurley on his roster was tells just you laughing everything you need to know. Number one, you have a free agent on your roster, a free agent, 27 year old with no knees. So that's great. <laughs> just, just checking he's got out two, too. he's got two free agents on his roster. And then we got Tariq Cohen, who's on the pup, and he's not in his IR spot. He's got Jay Adams. He got cut two months ago. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Did one of these days, him? Don's going to log that? in and see his team again. You know, it might be after week one, but Don will come check his team out again. He's he won't give me Tony Pollard. Man. Full transparency. I've been offering him Ramondre Stevenson, and like he's looked really freaking good this preseason. They cut Sony Michelle, or they traded him. Come on, give me my backup. How did he get ninth? <laughs> that God. is Aaron Rodgers. I think. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan Aaron Taylor, Rogers, yeah. Terry McLaurin, Damian Harris, Michael Carter. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, enough, enough that you know, in NFL, any given week, these guys could pop off, and you could see you know them carrying a load of forty points to a narrow victory but right a solid ninth place position i would say for him let's go up to where it gets interesting number eight number eight we have staying in the same spot from the two way too early power rankings the red rocket and clayton mcclain too low and so on his roster the biggest thing of note is still dak prescott what the heck's going on it's not a it's not a setback it's not a reason to panic but he got another MRI, you know, that was a couple of weeks ago, but still Prescott, you know, McCaffrey's really the wild card. If he's going to, if he's going to be old McCaffrey, he might be able to be, fight for a playoff spot, but the rest of the roster, man, I mean, go, go through, I'll go through his starting lineup right, real quick. Dak McCaffrey, Mike Davis, RB two Julio Jones. Eh, maybe oh, receiver eh, two. Eh, maybe. Uh, Keenan Allen, like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Noah Fant, been hurt. 
got Teddy Bridgewater fine, throwing. Fine, yeah. Kenny Galladay, I, I mean, there's no, there's no even. We don't even know if he's going to play. He's All still right. a deal. Hamstring. Cole Beasley, get the shot. Anti-vaxxer himself. <laughs> he just needs to retire and go back to Twitter, go to Twitter full time, or do something else. I don't know. Yeah, we are uh, a, we are a pro shot pro 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 shot podcast. Backs up. And the Rams defense, which is solid, but I mean, I mean, just go down. He's still got Le'Veon Bell roster, David Johnson. I mean, yeah, there's there's nothing Return super pretty, but it's all on Dak and Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the worst part is they can win you a week. So Clayton's going to be a very frustrating person to play if you catch him on the wrong week. Um, I think I had him at seven or something. I might have him at eight. I don't know, but. Uh, I think it checks out. I think it checks out. Christian McCaffrey alone, I think, bumps you up a spot. So, I think he's got a few decent pieces on his bench. Uh, his backup, Ryan Tannehill, that's solid. So if Dak doesn't end up working out or things are going awry with him, I think Tannehill's a great substitute there. I've been trying to get Tannehill. Uh, he's got low-key Trey Sermon on his bench. Uh, and then Nico Collins. I mean, I know he's in Houston, but. He's got a lot of athleticism. Nico. All right. Clayton and the Red Rocket coming in at number eight. Number seven. At seven, we have stagnant team uninspired youth staying at number seven. Um, Looking at the roster, you know, his team was hit with the Etienne injury. Oof. Um. Otherwise, I off the top of my head, I can't think of anything he adds. Carlos Hyde. Zach Wilson hype train. Um, but, you know, he's just one of those rosters. Again, you talk about like high end Lamar Jackson, Derek Henry, Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, like those four guys Ooh, baby. carried him to the championship last year and can do it again. Oh, absolutely. And you got, you know, sneaky CD lamb in there. People are really yanking his chain as a top 10 wide receiver this year. I'm slowly roll. It's going to be good, but. I don't, I don't see top 10 in his future, personally. Um, and this is the first time we've talked about his team since he's had a, a Darnell Anderson resurgence. So um, if he could stay healthy, uh, you got a solid running back core. That's definitely been his Achilles heel. Because outside of Derrick Henry and Darnell Anderson. Too soon. You got, you got what? We're talking oh, about Achilles oh, in the Rams oh, running back situation. Oh, no. Ouch. Ooh. Oh, no. I'm a terrible <laughs> human. Woo. Oh. Rest in peace, Cam Akers, man. Um, but no, out, outside of <laughs> that was so bad. Because he's dead. Outside, <laughs> outside of that, uh, I mean, after Darnell Anderson, you got Carlos Hyde, Jamal Williams, Wayne Gallman, Kenneth Gainwell, Chubba Hubbard. Yeah. So uh, he's really got to hope that he has a reliable Daryl Henderson, and that is not something that is usually good to rely on. Watch out for Corey Davis. He's a value. He's, he could eat. He's a sleeper for me, too. He could eat. He yeah, I think Anthony, Anthony's in the spot where he's got to hope that he's already done enough sacrificing to the injury guides because, you know, you got to hold your breath on that lineup. That's very true. All right, Anthony at number seven. Um, yeah, that's where I had him. So on to the next one. Number six. We have, to the delight of Chris Mitchum. Is he where he belongs? Super Camario. Yes. From Crowd three, goes crazy. 
six. Likely due to the fact that I put him at five. Arizona's offense hasn't been super hot. Kamara is going to be so good, but like just the Saints offense as a whole has the stench right now. Who who's better for Kamara? Uh Winston or Hill? Winston. Yeah, probably Winston. He's I could see that. He might he might drop it off, but Taysom's just gonna run it, you know. Yeah, Taysom's gonna take away a lot of touchdown upside. I think about it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think it's just another situation. To my knowledge, there's not been too much activity that's happened to his team except for just watching preseason and letting some things sit for a little bit. Uh, since the last power rankings, everything stayed the same on his team. Um, I don't have much else to add. What about you guys? I, I don't know why I have Anthony below him. I, I, I would like to switch that officially. No, honestly, we just talked about how Anthony has Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. Those are all high upside, but also high floor guys. They're going to get the job done. Whenever you look at, like, you know, who's going to really carry Stretch's team outside of, like, Kamara, you know, you got Mike Evans doesn't excite you. And then his flex really concerns me with Jerry Judy and Debo Samuel. I mean, those are good guys mm-hmm. to have as depth pieces that can pop off. But if you're going to be relying on them week to week, that, that's, a, that's a big risk. Um, yeah, you'd rather them be on your bench. Right. So – I would I would officially like to edit my power rankings and put Anthony at six. <laughs> you may do that. That does not change the order of the rankings. What if I put official. him last? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might drop him. <laughs> Tim, what was the trade you had with him to get Joe Mixon? Yeah, so uh, in, in the during the draft, I was looking for any way to get rid of Josh Jacobs. And so I traded Josh Jacobs for Joe Mixon and I got a second round pick out of it because I, when we were drafting, I wanted a quarterback and Justin Fields started to fall. And so I got Justin Fields out of it as well. Oh, H. Yeah. I, if I were him, I would have stuck with Joe Mixon. I know that last year was rough and he was hurt, but Giovanni Bernard's not there anymore. This dude's going to be a three down bell cow. And, like, I don't care how bad you think the Bengals O-line is. The dude's going to get 25 touches a game. Like, they will feed him. Yeah, I I think that's going to be the key to keeping Joe Burr healthy is they're just going to run Mixon into the 25, 30 carries. Brought back Frank Pollock, offensive line coach. Last time he was there, Mixon led the league in rushing. or might have been the uh, AFC in rushing. But, I mean, it's the the track record's there for, you know, assuming health, just like any other fantasy player out there. You know, Mixon could have a, a baller year. And yeah. talent's never been the question for him at all. Right. I mean, it's always just been other factors outside of that. So, yeah, like, you know, his tendency to, you know, kickbox and stuff. Um, but I, I will say that that Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs puzzle still puzzle trade really still puzzles me because now Josh Jacob has to deal with the undisputed, undeniable, <laughs> locked and loaded steel ironclad no doubt about it running back one Kenyon drake so i really i still really don't know what his reasoning was behind that but yeah we're gonna see josh jacobs running in the game looking over his shoulders just saying where's Kenyon drake he's gonna come up i know or like Kenyon drake's gonna pull what tyreek deal tyreek hill did last year where the guy was running towards the end zone and tyreek hill yep. just like caught up with him it's gonna be Kenyon drake and josh jacobs right <laughs> all right so Debo samuel's gonna die week one like he usually does <laughs> That's a man. He's too aggressive of a player. Unless he learns this a little bit of finesse, he's he's too aggressive for his own his own good. 
I agree. All right, so that's a big move. All right. So Stretch goes from three to six. He's our biggest faller. And the angels sing. <laughs> Number five. Number five. We have up one spot. Cooking up more. Cooking Zach up. Welch. That Even though he lost camp yeah. for the year, his team stays basically where they were. He only moved up because Stretch dropped a little bit. Again, this you look at Zach's lineup. It's one of those that starter, if the starting lineup can play every single week as set, it looks pretty good. You know, if injuries happen, if you know, bye weeks and things like that, that's when you start to question again. Because I mean, like you, you mentioned earlier, Cook and Aaron Jones, Godwin, Deontay Johnson is going to be a target. Oh, I love Deontay Johnson, Mark Andrews. <laughs> you got the flex of Gallup and Lockett. I mean, he's he's got a solid starting lineup. It's just a matter of again, health and consistency. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. I'm warming up to him more and more as the off season and and now preseason has came upon us. Uh, I think that we're overreacting a little bit, like a lot of people are in fantasy right now. That he's just not talented, or there's something wrong with him because he had such a fall off. And I've heard some analysts kind of make the point of if he you just flipped his season, like if he started slow and then just like exploded at the end, that he'd be going way higher than what he is. So he just got a bag. Like I think he signed for like $70 million or something. Yeah, got the money. So, got paid. So he's going to get targets. Like he's not going away anytime soon. And to have him as a flex, I mean, that's hot. Absolutely. I, I just can't ignore the fact that there is a Cam Akers sized hole in his team, I would say. What could have and been. What and could have been. And its name is Michael Gallup. Um, <laughs> it, it's just the rest of his team is good. It's just Michael yeah. Gallup in there. Like, that's who you're going to rely on. That's who you choose. Like, I'll take I'll take stretches, flexes over that, you know? Like, Michael Gallup is third, maybe fourth, if you have Zeke coming out of the backfield target on that team. Like, I, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. An injury or a trade for him would be – dynamic but you just can't ignore that there is a hole in there where an elite person should be so i'm surprised that he stayed at stayed at five or went up went up to five yeah yep we had definitely some shuffling in the middle there uh but moving on here number four number four up one spot we have steven in mount passmore again you look at the benefit of some uh, some injury news, you know, Etienne goes down, so now he's got James Robinson as solid flex play. Um, there was another one I thought, but I forgot it off the top of my head. That's good, good podcasting. <laughs> Should have written it down. Well, Michael Thomas is on the pup, but yeah, Thomas there. He's still got the young quarterbacks that could lead. Oh, you know, Sean Bateman Watson. too. Yeah, he he injured. He got injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, just again, another one of those lineups that from top down, he's, he's my week one opponent. Steven is, I am praying the only shot I think I have in week one win is if the chiefs and Browns just airmail it out and have a, you know, no, no ground and pound. Cause he's got Chubb and Edwards Alaire. Like I cannot have these guys going off. I, I need them to just have a pass heavy game. That's, that's really it. Uh, the worry, he's still got Diggs and A.J. Brown, both have been fighting injuries all offseason, all preseason, both, you know, scheduled to play week one. 
But, but damn, if, if they're healthy. Any, if <laughs> any of them, if they miss time, then you got to slot Jarvis Landry as your wide receiver too. Yeah, Steven reminds me a lot of Zach, whereas there is a Michael Thomas-sized hole in his team. But the rest of his team is so good that I think you can make up for Jarvis Landry giving you 12, 11, 10 points a week. Like the rest of his team is so good that it doesn't make me as uncomfortable as Zach's hole does. God, that can be taken so many ways. <laughs> to you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just reiterate what you guys are saying is the big glaring weakness I see in the lineup is Jarvis Landry. Um, if you If you put Jarvis Landry in a more high volume passing offense, like say he was in Atlanta, then I think that flex option is like one of the more elite, but just because he's in Cleveland and the nature of that offense is ground and pound. it just, I don't think uh, it's ideal to have him in there. Um, he's got a lot of quarterbacks as usual. So he's going to keep his Mount pass more. You gotta be, you gotta be Mark trading one of those, right? I mean, even Trey Lance right now, his hype is through the freaking roof. I'd be chopping him around a Don or something. When he picked him in the rookie draft, like, I mean, you already have Herbert. So, like, that's your guy for the future. I just didn't really understand that. But you think it'd be trade bait, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. One week away. Two weeks away. Oh, yeah. By the way, everybody, two weeks from today, it's the opening game of the NFL season. Oh, baby. Injected in my veins. Let's go. Not. Go. Final note, final note on Steven's team. Um, Jarvis Landry played 15 games last year, finished as PPR ranked 33. So that's kind of gross. So that is, yeah. again, a glaring hole. On to number th- three. Number three. Number three. Instead of number three, we have a tie at number two. Ooh. We got double deuces here. Catching oh, up. Team Fairlife and the Mixon administration are tied at number two. Tied at two. Oh, I was just going to throw it to Aaron. I mean, it's between your team and my team, so let's have him dissect us and let's let's let, let him uh, lead the listeners on a be story. gentle. Uh, be gentle. Be the tiebreaker. I can start with Chris's team. So, I think I put Chris up here just thinking that Saquon is going to be eighty percent of what he was. If he's 80% of what he was, Chris's team is absolutely elite. It's top three, no doubt about it. Um, If Saquon is anything less than that, then I think uh, he's going to be more so like he probably makes the playoffs, but he's not a heavy favorite. So I think it just really relies a lot on Saquon and also Zeke. I mean, Zeke, for how great he's looking in camp right now, he still has to go out and do it. So this is the year he's got to show out. He's got his offensive line healthy again. And with Dak hurt the way he is, I think they're just going to feed him like crazy. His receivers are just great. Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore takes a huge step this year with Sam Darnold and getting uh, Robert Woods and Montgomery in the flexes. Like you just know what you get with those guys. They're going to be Robert Woods, a low end wide receiver one. Dave Montgomery, at least a mid, you know, probably some weeks low RB2, but I mean, that's your, you pay for who you get. Yeah. Robert. So I just like the stability of his team. The bench is still a little weak, I would say. 
Um, he's got some good pieces, but if an injury happens, I think he, he is in a bit of hurt. So, and then moving on to your team, I think with a healthy DeAndre Swift, you have the best running back depth in the league, I would say, 100%. I mean, you look across the board, you got Sanders, Gibson, Mixon, uh, Swift, Jonathan, uh, Javante Williams, sorry. And then Zach Moss could be a sleeper. Uh, Chase Edmonds. I mean, like you got plenty of startable running backs. So if there's an injury that happens, I don't think it derails you whatsoever. And then you've also got elite, you know, receiver talent as well. So, you know, Metcalf, Hopkins, um, the really, you really don't have a weakness in my opinion. The only weakness I would say that could be something where you probably just need to figure it out this year. And you're very clearly looks like you're trying to with four of them on your roster is who's going to be that quarterback. Like who's going to be the guy that you can start week in and week out. That'll get you 20 to 25 a game. And if you can figure that piece out, I think you'll stay top three most of the season. So I would say based off of the depth, based off of just the overall makeup, I'd probably lean towards Tim just because Chris, if you lose Saquon, if you lose Zeke, it'd be a, I really would have a hard time seeing you win this. Man, I think uh, looking over here, you just changed your own opinion. So that's how that, that tells you how close it is. Yeah. On our little Excel sheet over here, you had it flop. So I know. And I, I, I knew that because I think just like starter wise, <laughs> like, ah, oh, Chris's starters are so elite, but then it's like Tim's are also elite and maybe in some areas just slightly less, but because of all these running backs that I was just naming, like I wasn't even thinking of Zach Moss or Chase Edmonds or, even Sony Michelle, even you have now. So like, yeah. Yeah. yeah how, about, how about this, Chris? Uh, or if you don't, I'll uh, talk you up. Cause I had you ranked above me and then you could talk me up. Cause you had me ranked. Above I you. had you number one, my friend. I know I'll go first and then we'll, we'll end it on you. How's that? All right, let's do it. All right. So I put you ahead of me for the main reason I, I was souring a little bit on my quarterback situation, just a little bit of, you know, you look in the mirror and every day you see the same thing. It's like, well, it kind of, you know, Kind of soured on me a little bit. So I had you up there because Josh Allen, I think, can really, really stay a top three quarterback. I think that, you know, the running back situation has not gotten better in Buffalo. He's got the legs. He's going to run touchdowns in and he's going to throw it in Um, like Zeke has looked phenomenal. Calvin Ridley is still a chance to be the wide receiver one at the end of the year. I'm a fan of DJ Moore. I know he's got, you know, some depth and Sam Darnold issues going on there. Your trade for Hawkinson looks good. Your trade for Montgomery looks good. I mean, overall, like like Aaron was kind of getting at, like your your starting lineup is one that's like it's hard to pick a pick apart. You know, Saquon, like, like come on, hey, you, you you missed a guy. You missed a guy. In my other flex spot. Your favorite guy in the whole league. Your there's favorite. a reason I didn't even say his your, name. your favorite. For that. I mean, come on, stop you being try, such who, a who Robert you, Woods hater. Offer, stop being such a hater. Who'd you want to trade on my team? You were going to give me. You were trying to get. Give me Woods for somebody. I can't remember. Was it one of your running backs? Probably. It was probably a running back depth piece, and I remember. Just trading at Robert Woods. Immediate no. Immediate no. I was there. like, I do not want Bobby Woods. Don't on my you team. want a wide receiver one on your team? <laughs> I don't understand. No, Bobby Woods, not for me. But yeah, Pittman on the bench. You know, white, you know, second year receiver Antonio Brown. I mean, he's a guy that you can play. Um. I, yeah, your bench needs a little work, but I mean, you've got the pieces. Your bench is is well put together. I'll say that. There are some other benches in the league where you look at it and you're like, 
there's no way in hell I would want any of these guys on my roster. Like some people just have really poor benches. Yours is is weak, but it's not poor. Like you're you're rostering Madison if Cook goes down to RB two easily. AJ Dillon if Aaron Jones goes down he pops up. Ramondre Stevenson who knows what the hell's going on in the Patriots backfield. Devontae Parker could be a wide receiver one. We got to see what two has got. Like you've got pieces that could make their way into the lineup, whereas other teams' benches just have like guys they picked up because they wanted to fill a spot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I had you number one because I am Mr. Running back depth is dumb till it's not. Um, running back depth just really gets me excited. It knocks the table over when I stand up. Running back depth does. Um, and you have the best in the league. Uh, like Aaron already said, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Sony Michelle, Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Swift, Zach Moss, Javante Williams, who's going to be a running back one towards the end of the year. Um, so that alone gets, gets, gets the guy going. And then, uh, your wide receivers. I mean, a lot of high upside guys, um, which can be good and bad. I mean, you know what Hopkins and Metcalf are going to give you, but when it comes to Ayuk, how's he going to be with Debo Samuel back? Jalen Rager, can he take that second step? Russell Gage, he could be he could be solid. Like low end wide receiver two, even high end wide receiver three would be good value for him. Right. And of course, Jamar Chase, arguably the highest upside guy on your team. So it's like, shoot, kind of like what you said about me. Like your bench is like solid. There's not really any guy that's like, ah, well, I don't know why he's on there. So, uh, but really, it all comes down to the running back depth for me, man. Um, just the way how how valuable and how spe- how scarce that that position is um it's pretty incredible so that's why you're my number one team um we're just all a bunch of self-serving buttholes here because the three guys in the podcast are the top three guys in the league yeah so, i know i know go ahead and go to number one and rounding out the last week of preseason power rankings staying in a top is Aaron Hunt and let Russ cook. Bum. Let's go, baby. He was my second team. Bum. So looking at Aaron's roster, again, nothing really changed. Top two wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. Um, The big question is going to be these young running backs, Dobbins and Harris, and then the old running back, is Eckler going to be able to come back from his injury and be the top guy? If so, I mean, your lineup is – you can't poke any holes in it. And, again, you kind of got some solid, solid depth pieces that a lot of teams would like. You know, you look at some of the flex guys that we mentioned earlier. You're, you're on your bench. You got Robbie Anderson. DJ Chark, I'm not a big fan of, but maybe could be something again. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver two. Don't, don't talk about Darnell Mooney in front of Aaron Hunt. He's going to freaking – he's going to – is that your guy? Blow up on the camera. Yeah, I got to go change. <laughs> he loves him, Darnell Mooney, man. Yeah, and you got, you know, your running back depth is, is okay with Kareem Hunt and Gus Edwards. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's a reason you're staying at the top, and, and it's just that high-end production uh, possibility. Yeah, yeah, when you when you have the two the top two wide receivers in fantasy football, <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's going to be hard to beat, and the rest of your team has to be pretty bad for you not to be number one. Um, I guess the only kind of gripe I would have is, like I said, top two wide receivers, hand down, hands down, in 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 football. 
but I think I could argue, I'm not saying this is the case, but I think I could argue that you do not have a top 10 running back on your team. Um, I could argue outside of, again, the Adam, Adams Hill ridiculous combo. You do not have another top 15 wide receiver on your team. Um, it's definitely, you know, top heavy for sure. But then again, kind of like that going back to what Tim said, which was just gospel. Your your bench, remember how I drafted like three tight ends? It was like one of these guys is going to pop off, right? And then none of them did. So I had to give up my beloved Clyde Edwards Lair to get a tight end. Um, that's kind of how you are with me on, on, on wide receiver. So you kind of got T. Higgins in there right now, which, you know, Jamar Chase kind of devalued his value a little bit, but he's still going to have some value. You got Robbie Anderson, who, you know, people forget, finished as the wide receiver 19 last year and started off hot. Paris Campbell, Darnell Mooney, DJ Chark, Amon St. Brown. Like, all these guys could be good, but as we currently sit today on their current work, on their current agenda of work, none of those really are, like, awesome, going to put it in my starting lineup, right? So that's why you were number two for me. Um, I just kind of like Tim's... I think starting lineup better. I think his depth's better. But as of you at number two, I'm obviously saying you're better than literally everybody else in the league. So I had I had to give some kind of negatives here. I tried. Yeah. No, I think it's fair. And, uh, man, it was just a, a gut feeling on my end to trade away David Montgomery because, you know, that could come back to bite me, honestly. I mean, yeah. he really helped with my running back depth and – uh, possibly I could have even started him. I'm kind of betting big on T Higgins. I hope he makes that step forward this year and can be a consistent wide receiver too, that puts up flex numbers every week. Like I really hope he's, you know, 10 to 15 points bank it every week kind of deal. Cause if he's not, that's what David Montgomery already has proven to be. Mm-hmm. And so I could take a hit there, but um, yeah, it was just kind of a gut call. I wanted to try and, plan for the future a little bit while also still competing and thought I could get away with letting him go. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. Ultimately, you're still number one, so you must be doing something right. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, there you have it. So who our biggest faller was stretch, correct? Biggest faller stretch. Oof. Dropping. Don't know that we had anybody move up more than one spot. All right. I think, I think we had four or five that moved up one. All right. I will say, I think this has been a fair, like, obviously some people might think differently, but I think this has been a fairly, like, injury-free-ish in training camp. Like, yeah, we had the two big Knock ones. Knock on wood, bro. Knock on wood yeah. if you're with me. Yeah, honestly, shout out, Gruden. Um, yeah, so anything else to add on that, fellas? We have, we have the champion going in, or we have the top of the pile anyway. Aaron right. Hunt. Favorite. You are, you are the man. To, you are the man to beat. Kind of wish it wasn't the case, because like I just I don't know. Being up top, it's hard to keep that going. But hungry, uh, hungry dogs run faster. I'm giving my team the ultimate pep talk. Before being in the anything. toughest division, you know I'm going to earn my stripes. Shut that. Yeah, that up. Doba division is definitely. You're definitely going to have to earn them. I know. All right. Okay. Well. Uh, there's your power rankings and let's move on to the moment you've all been waiting for the next exclusive interview of the off season. Let's go. 
What up, what up? Zach, my man, you tuned in at literally the perfect time. <laughs> like time. literally the perfect time. Literally just finished up our week one power rankings or going into week one. Um, so right. for the people, I would like to guess, where do you think that cooking up more? Is that what your team is? Yeah. Yeah. Cooking up more is ranked in the week one power rankings. Where do you think? Give us a guess. I think you guys have me sixth or seventh. Way too early power rankings. You were six, and we just got finished the last week of preseason power rankings. You moved up to five. Hey, give yourself some credit, man. Give yourself some credit. I think a lot of of stretch hate had to do with that, but, you know. Oh, yeah. I had all the stretch hate. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Preseason last year, I think you were, what, ninth? Uh, Tenth. Tenth? Oh, man. (laughs) He said, uh, 10th, you mother. Come a long way. Yeah. Come a it's long been a journey, long my friend. Yeah, because I said I said I was making the playoffs. No, I said I was not. I said I wasn't going to finish 10th. I said I was going to finish 9th, and I made the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. One of the first to clinch in the playoffs, too, I remember. Yeah. You were, you were sitting yeah. pretty on that last crazy end of the season week. Then he got whooped round one. Oof. I think I lost by, like, four points, but, I, yes, whoops. I, I, I won. <laughs> Tim said I won and then lost in the most epic fashion possible. I'm, I'm, I don't want to relive that ever again. Anyway, all right, quite the quite the start to this interview. Um, well, Tim, Tim, speaking of not yes. wanting to relive that, are you going to press accept? It's it's close. I I right this very second I can't. Do we have some trade tampering happening right now? Oh, we got a trade on the table. On the table. And I, I think I know what it is. Talking. It's been it's been in the talks. Since he, the last he's pod. making a push. Zach, Zach is, is making a push. It's it's close. It's almost like Zach needs a running back to fill a hole, and it's almost like Tim's got the best running back depth in the league. It's almost like something could something could be in the works here. I don't know. Jeez. All right. Like true, <laughs> like true professionals, staying quiet. Staying quiet. Okay, well, quite the quite the intro to the to our interview here. Um, we have on the line the owner of Cooking Up More playoff contender last year. Started in the depths of the tenth on number ten in the power rankings last year. All the disrespect came back, proved the league wrong, and was formidable all year. That's right. We have Zach Welch on the line. Zach, thank you for joining us tonight, my man. Hey, good to be here, guys. All right, so let the people know. Let the people know. Why should they be supporting Cooking Up More? You know, we got our guys in Kenya. We got our guys in Ireland that are listening. They don't really know us, but they hear Zach Cooking Up More, underdog story. Tell us why they should be supporting your team. Well, I mean, number one, everyone loves a good underdog story. Everyone likes to uh, cheer on that team that uh, the, the pod guys love to hate on. Um, I do believe that my team has gotten the most scrutiny from the guys uh, since the beginning of this uh, league. Uh, even pre-draft, I was getting hate. Uh, and uh, I, I was really excited about this season uh, for uh, Cam Akers to just really prove Chris wrong over and over and over again. And uh, I just yeah. put too much hope and expectations on his back that his Achilles just couldn't take it. So... Uh, <laughs> So that yeah, one's we, on me. Uh, Rams fans, I'm sorry. Totally my <laughs> fault. Uh, I'll get it under control. Too much expectations on the back. Hey, don't forget I tried to trade for him beginning of last oh, yeah, year. 
I tried. Yeah, you did. I tried. Yeah, his nickname, nickname is still uh, Please Make Chris Look Silly. It is. And I will say, you, you talk about the podcast hate. One of the hosts here, who has yet to say a word, what seemed to seemed to be one of the the chief the chief uh <laughs> haters in charge of of Sir Welch Aaron um how how we doing tonight man you're off the quiet hey man i mean i have been a <laughs> hater of him that's very true he was accurate um but i got to give him credit you know his team has really came on strong i actually just got done talking how i've warmed up tyler lockett so him and your flex looking real hot so i think he's in for a bounce back uh first half of the year so i think you're looking up man it sucks about cam Akers though yeah cam Akers really hurts but i mean i i don't think it's going too far to say that i improved my team more this offseason than any other team in the league uh i mean when when you factor in the fact that i added rb5 last year and wide receiver eight and the number six defense all in the same offseason Hard to argue with that. I can see that. I can see that. And that was a good segue as we move in to break down the roster, man. So cooking up more, fifth in the power rankings currently. Let's run this down. So at quarterback, we have Matthew Stafford, the new toy in L.A. Carson Wentz going to lead the Colts to the glory. Danny Dimes out of New York at running back. Arguably, maybe before the latest injury, the best core in the league. Now we can argue maybe he has the best two-headed monster. That's up for debate. But at running back, we have Dalvin Cook, the stud. Aaron Jones, the stud. Thank God that Aaron Rodgers stuck around. We have J.D. McKissick, Philip Lindsay, and of course Cam Akers currently hanging out on IR. And at wide receiver, we have Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson. Ugh, people know how I feel about Deontay Johnson. Love that guy. Michael Gallup, Tyler Lockett. Sammy Watkins, love that guy. Jameson Crowder, Ron Dale Moore, put it back in your pants, Zach. Can't. <laughs> Can't, sorry, I heard his name. It's already out. <laughs> and Josh Palmer, wide receiver for the Chargers. At tight end, solid tight end room, man. We got Mark Andrews, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. We have Anthony Ferkser, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. A lot of folks like him. And, of course, Barely we have – or I barely know her. And uh, Adam Troutman, tied in for the New Orleans Saints. Zach, can you give us a quick injury update on that guy? We were talking about him earlier, and we were like, is he out for the year? Or is he like, what happened? He's definitely not out for the year, uh, but he is uh, definitely injured. Uh, they still don't know. One to three uh, weeks. But, but yeah. <laughs> One to three weeks. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Adam Shafter <laughs> over there. Um, right. And then the defense, we have the Carolina Panthers and as previously mentioned, the Washington football team. When it comes to the future, Zach currently is holding a 2022 first rounder, a 2023 first rounder, a 2022 third rounder and a 2023 second round and third round pick. So there's your team again, as we just discussed earlier, fifth overall in the league as it currently states. Zach, give us give us the diagnosis, man. How are we feeling going into the year? Are we feeling confident, not so confident? You need one more piece. You can be like Hayden, who actually currently just finished 10th in our rankings. That says he's just one piece away. Hey, he is. He is just one, <laughs> one piece. piece So how are we feeling, man? How are we feeling about the squad? Uh, I felt a lot better uh, when I had Cam Akers and I was running with three potential top 10 backs running into the year. Your running back's most important position in fantasy. Uh, 
and I was really confident in my group. With Cam Akers down, I am an injury away from total disaster in my running back room, um, which I, I don't feel confident in at all. And looking ahead, like our division is the best division in the league. I, it's just, I don't know. Chipotle is pretty, pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got, <laughs> look at those teams They're Can we just talk about top. this real quick? Can we just talk about it? Like real quick, you have the Cadoba division, right? That has sixth ranked Kyle stretch, third ranked team fair life. You boy, fifth rank Zach, the third ranked Steven and tied for second ranked Tim Jesus Christ in one division playing each other twice a year. And then in the Chipotle division, you have the first ranked Aaron and then the 10th ranked Hayden ninth ranked Don eighth ranked Clayton and seventh ranked Anthony. Are you serious? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. You literally have 10 through seven in your division. And then the number one team. Yeah, we'll see Aaron in the playoffs. That's so <laughs> yeah. stupid. Number one or two seed, baby. That's so dumb. Sorry. Ridiculous. Continue your analysis. I just, I just had to talk about it real quick, man. No, I, I'm with you. It's 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 crazy. Um, I'm I'm liking what I did with my wide receivers this year. Uh, getting Tyler Lockett, getting a guy who can really pop off for forty a night. Um, yeah. Rehash those traits for us. You made a couple in the wide receiver department, right? Yeah. So I sent. Uh, Amari Cooper out to bring back in Aaron Jones. And then I sent a uh, second round pick and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. to get Tyler Lockett in a third round pick. That was a hot trade. I I love that trade. Yeah, that was hot. I love that. I mean, I mean, I like Marvin Jones Jr. I think he's going to be a lot better in Jacksonville than he was um, previously, but I, I mean, Tyler Lockett's just, he's a top 10 wide receiver. Ooh, top 10. Oh, yeah. I mean, he finished his, fan, his number eight last year, and I don't see any reason why that he won't put up those same numbers this year. Defenses are going to key on DK Metcalf more, which gives him a little bit um, of a better option this year to get open. I like it. Yeah, I think the key is he's capable, certainly, of being top 10 because he's been that before. I think just having a guy like that in your flex is really good for sure. Yeah. I mean, I need better production out of my starting wide receivers. Um, if uh, Tom Brady could just throw to Chris Godwin more, that would be much appreciated. Uh, but there's too many weapons in Tampa for him to be, you know, the guy in my wide receiver room. And uh, Deontay Johnson's just got to catch the ball. If 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 he if he stops dropping passes, he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver. I dig it. So I want to get your input on something. So while we were going through the teams, discussing the teams, the power rankings, uh, Steven finished third. Uh, in the power rankings and we were going through his team and we noticed that one of the people in his flex is Jarvis Landry. We noticed the rest of his team is just stacked, right? But Jarvis Landry in there is like, uh, it's kind of a Michael Thomas sized hole as he currently has him on the pup list. <laughs> so you know, we, we looked at your team and we were like, you know what? It is very similar. Starting lineup is incredible, but you kind of have a cam acre sized hole, right? In that, in that flex. And you currently have Michael Gallup in there. Do you think that's going to be a long-term thing? Are you going to, you know, try and maybe improve that spot? I know you just maybe hinted at a potential trade here soon, but. No, I'm, I'm absolutely improving that spot. (laughs) 
I, I mean, Tim and I are going to get it done. We're in deep in negotiations. Uh, I, I think we're really close to making a deal. I think it's going to be good for both parties. Um, I'm not going to divulge more, but I, I think I'm going to be able to fill that next flex spot, at least improving some depth. Um, I mean, right now, Gallup's in that slot just because uh, C.D. Lamb's down with COVID. Uh, still not sure how long he's out. Um, but if it's just the 10 days and he's back, and he's ready for week one. Then, I mean, Michael Gallup's not going to start. Week one, Sammy Watkins is undefeated, so he will get that mm. spot. <laughs> <Don't>, never <laughs> Very forget. true. Week one, uh, Sammy Watkins. Never fails. And, you know, I – I know it's it's very Homer thing to say, but I really like Rondale more for my long-term flex too. Uh, dude is we know dude is phenomenally talented, um, and I just really like what Arizona's shown what they're going to use him for in the preseason. Uh, I, I really think he's going to get 10, 12 touches a game uh, in the quick passing game on some slants on uh, some ends around. Uh, and with what he's going to do in the return game, I really think he is going to be my long-term flex too. That's a that's that's a, that's oh. a good that's a good point because of the return game. I'm sure if anybody notices how a uh, return game can impact a game, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's all nice. Aaron down there. <laughs> Man, too many last year callbacks. That's all I got to say. Yeah, lost on a it, muff punt. Damn it. <laughs> Just the first year of the league, man. We got one year of all this content. Hey, you're you're welcome. I had to upstage you, okay, with the worst loss on the year. That's true. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I, I came in that, second in that department. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget Aaron sitting next to me on the couch while I'm like eating my chicken wrap, staring out the window, and he's like, "Okay, but like, do you really think this is a muff punt? I mean, it was going out of bounds, and like, yeah, he touched it, but like." Come on, he wasn't really going for it. Like, was that really like a muffed punt, you think? Like, minus two points? Like, really? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there was a survey mon- uh, monkey sent out about whether or not the league should overturn that muffed pump. Was there really? I'm pretty sure you sent out a survey monkey. <laughs> oh, I don't remember, but I, I, I wouldn't doubt I for did. every win. I wouldn't Fighting doubt for it. every win. Right. I mean, yeah. So, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll bring us back here, back on track for this year. I think <laughs> – we, we just got done talking about the power rankings and why the top teams are the top teams. And I think, you know, it's fair to say what's holding you back from getting a top three vote from anybody right now is just that depth. Like we talked about, we like your top and it's, you know, to know each one is own, but you, know, you look at your, your, your bench here, Daniel Jones, if he got, if you dropped him, I don't think too many people would be uh, putting in some fab Philip Lindsay eh, maybe same with JD McKissick eh, maybe, but then, I mean, you're, you know, you're rostering Josh Palmer and then Ferkser and Troutman, like, I guess you could try to say they're nice, but we, we haven't seen it from either of them yet. So, I mean, there's just a few pieces that, that that's why I think you're not a top three uh, vote getter in, in the power rankings. Oh, for sure. My, my team has a lot of developmental uh, pieces on it. Uh, Rondale Moore, young, young piece. We've never seen him play on a Sunday, so we'll see exactly what he can do. Um, Ferkser and Troutman are very much projection picks. I'm, I'm holding three tight ends just because I really do think with this COVID season number two, with the NFL being even more strict, having a little bit more depth at positions where you're going to need somebody is, is worth it. And, uh, they're both in really good chances to step up their volume and their ability. Um, and I just really like what I've seen out of Josh Palmer out of camp. Uh, I think the Chargers are just going to sling the football all year long. Um, 
I mean, they've got Austin Eckler, who's a great running back, but they're not going to run the ball. They're, they're going to just get it to him in the passing game and they're going to throw the ball all over the field. And I think Josh Palmer has a really good chance of being wide receiver three in that offense. Yeah. But I, I get, I get it now that like the, the depth doesn't look good now, but if, if some of those guys hit, it's like, okay, JD McKissick is a really valuable handicap. Uh, when uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, you know, fumbles the football too much or gets hurt, McKissick comes in and just vultures some of those carries, vultures some of those touchdowns again, super valuable to have. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is a championship roster. I think I'm one, two moves away from really convincingly having a championship roster. And one of those moves would be having Cam Akers uh, get a new Achilles. Um, but short take of that, mine, man. Take mine. <laughs> Quote right here, Zach Welch, one move away. Zach and Hayden are in the same boat, man. Hey, hey, I said one or two, and one of those moves is getting Cam Akers back healthy on this team in this year, which is not possible. So, I was about to say, you're more pessimistic about your team than Hayden was. <laughs> Hayden was yeah, like, no, I don't sure. know why I'm not top five, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked that I am top five. I really was like, you know, I was six. They probably slid me down to seventh on that injury, probably looking at a fringe playoff game, you know. Uh, our division scares me. I, I mean, I think, oh, God. I mean, I, other than Aaron, I'm going to run the table against everyone on that side of the division. And I am the five of scared. us should. Yeah. I know. The five of us in the Doba division should have no more than like losses to Aaron. And then maybe like a Anthony. Two, yeah. Like an, an off week on Anthony or if Clayton gets a 60 point uh, McCaffrey week, yep. like it, it's going to be rare. I feel like so. But yeah, we were talking about that earlier because I, I, my initial reaction was like, oh, yeah, we're so strong. All five of us are going to make the playoffs. And then Chris said something about it that really made me think that Chris is right. We're going to beat the hell out of each other. And all of us are going to be pushing 500 going into the playoffs. Yo, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> we're all going to be like, it's, it's going to be tough. Eight and someone seven. else in that, someone else in that Chipotle division is going to, uh, someone's oh, Anthony, Anthony's up. getting in the playoffs. Yeah. He yeah. just is. I think so. Yeah, I get it. All right, one last question from me. We went through your team. Who's one guy that not a lot of people are talking about that Zach is a believer in? Like, for me, it's Michael Pittman Jr. For Aaron, it's Darnell Mooney. Like, who who's the guy that Zach is like, you guys are sleeping on this guy, you watch out? I mean, it's Rondell Moore. Oh, I, was, I was literally about to say except Rondell Moore. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I mean, it's Rondell Moore, but uh, if if we're looking at uh, a guy number two on my team that I don't think people are really giving enough love to, I I really really like Chris Godwin this year. Um, yeah. Antonio yeah. Brown showed why he's still Antonio Brown, and uh, I think defenses are going to forget that Chris Godwin's out there. You've got to cover Mike Evans. You've got to cover the tight ends. You've got to cover Antonio Brown there's going to be someone that you're not going to cover. And uh, between those three guys, I think Godwin's the best route runner between Antonio Brown and uh, Mike Evans. Uh, and I think that's just going to get him in really good positions this year. Um, I think he finished as wide receiver 31 last year. And I really think he's going to finish in the top 20. Yeah, he only played 12 games too. Yeah. So no, I, I I love that shout. I do think he's being really underrated. He's one of those guys that you see and it's like, oh yeah, he's good, but like, is he gonna win you a week? No, but he totally has the capacity to do it. I love that call. He's gonna get a lot of targets. I think he'll be a target monster, honestly. 
And then you have Deontay Johnson. Do you really want him? Like, do you really like Deontay Johnson? Like, Chris will give you a 2027 third round pick for him and take him <laughs> off your hand. Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, come talk to me when uh, Dalvin Cook goes down week one and is out for the year and Aaron Jones. Fire sale, fire sale. Then, then we'll Alexander fire Madison, sale. let's go. But <laughs> Don't, don't uh, mess with me like that. No, I, I like Deontay Johnson. I like him more as like my wide receiver three. Um, but I don't really love him when he's like my wide receiver two. Um, oh, I love him. <laughs> he's one of those guys, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's going into a contract year. He's still with the Steelers. Big Ben is not going to play for much longer. So if he resigns, they don't have their contingency plan. If he hits free agency, he's going to the highest bidder. You know, it'll be the Jets. It's not going to be a sexy team. I think that's where, like, some of those receivers that are in year four or five, you struggle to project them into the future in a dynasty league like this, where it's like, okay, yeah, this year, you know, he, you know, high end, you know, could be a wide receiver one, low end, probably a safe wide receiver two. But then going forward, you st- we don't know. It's an unknown. He's got all the physical tools, he's got the speed. Um, I would like his hands to improve. Um, if if he doesn't have the drops that he had last year, uh, he's easily in the top twenty wide receivers. That's an improvable uh, trait, though. Like that's something you, you can know, work on. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, I, I like him. In, I like him in the Steelers' offense this year. Um, I don't think they're going to be very successful because they don't have an offensive line. Um, but he's kind of perfect for those quick slants, quick outs, getting the ball out quickly. He's very very good at that. Um, he needs to get the get in the end zone more to be a reliable fantasy football target. Yeah, and I I think you will. Like if we if we did some kind of segment, if we were like an actual analysis fantasy football podcast, and we kind of had to like if we had a segment called like hang your hat or like if you had to like just make one dude like the guy that you're gonna ride with. Mine mine would be Deontay Johnson, man. Like I I just think he just showed so much last year. Whenever you had. All the guy, all the same guys that are there, and Big Ben's only going to want to get the ball out faster. I just, I just love Deontay Johnson so much. I, I he, there's a reason he's on my team. There's a reason I didn't include him in trade talks to hate. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, I mean, because Hayden, I, I was sending Chris Carson, and he he needed a wide receiver as well for me to get Aaron Jones. And. Between Amari Cooper and Deontay Johnson, I wanted Deontay Johnson still on my team. So, wow, saying a lot, man. Cool. All right. Well, any 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 last words for 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 us for 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 the folks for the folks out there listening? Uh, you know, this is this might be one of your few times to address address the public, man. Ooh, that's that's a lot of pressure. We'll just. I mean, I think I've got a fun team to cheer on. Um, I've got a, you know, if, if you love good running backs, I've got that. Uh, if you love an underdog story, I've got that. Uh, and if you, if you want the redemption story, I mean, that's my quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford out in LA, Carson Wentz getting a new, uh, home in Indy. Um, you know, so I think, I think my team can, uh, make some noise. We're always good for, uh, a lot of pod conversations. Um, because I do believe, uh, Tim was the only person in the pod who beat me last year. Uh, 2-0 against Chris, 1-0 against Darren. Uh, and I split against Tim Damn. until he beat me in playoffs by four. Um, so, you know, 
everybody on the pod loves to hate on my team, but you know, when it comes to Sundays, uh, I beat them. So let's got go. your number this year, buddy. This, this pod enemy <laughs> number one cross division fighting words, man. If we weren't on zoom pod enemy yeah. number one. Jeez. Oh, for sure. I, I know it's coming. Embrace uh, it. Embrace it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I just, a little bit of villainous, you know, I gotta be the villain. Uh, I know, man. If I if I if I was if I was a independent listener of this podcast, I'd probably root for you, man. I, mean, <laughs> I, I just want this guy to rip the hearts out of all of these podcast hosts. I just want him to. Just... I mean, it is it is pod tradition that I come onto the pod every time I beat Chris. So, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> two invites I... last year. Both of them were after uh, victories over Chris. Enough of this. I got to keep my character. Screw you, Zach. You suck. <laughs> The worst. Besides stretch, losing to Zach is my saddest time in this league. <laughs> it makes oh. me sad. So obviously, Zach continues to be a character, one of the most active members in the league. We appreciate his sometimes very annoying, pessimistic appearances, but something tells me he's probably a crowd favorite. So Zach, hey, it's not pessimism if it's right. That's just called uh, being, uh, you know, accurate. Being realistic. He's got his thumb on his team, man. He knows what's going on. Pulse. I'm plugged in. We're looking really good at 2025. (laughs) Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Zach Welch. Thanks for joining, man. It's late. Go to bed. You probably got to go, like, save lives tomorrow because you're, you know, nurse. Right. Uh, He's just transporting organs. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah. Sweet. All right, man. Thanks for joining, dog. All right, see you guys. Best of luck. Peace, brother. All right. Well, there you have it. Our second off-season interview with two weeks left to go till the season starts. Yeah, we'll just roll them into the season. You know, it, it's no longer off-season. We're just going to bring everyone in, let them talk about their teams, and just keep, keep seeing how it goes. No off-season in Dynasty, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's That's the truth. Amen to that, dude. As always, before we sign out of here, you can follow us on the social medias. Go do it. Go click the follow button. We got, uh, we're, uh, I've had a seizure. My first seizure of the episode. It happened <laughs> to the end. Uh, this league underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can follow with the latest updates of all things this league. You can also email us with compliments, concerns. Any comments you might have at thisleague2020 at gmail.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to us. We appreciate it, especially those folks up in Kenya and Ireland or wherever we go. Um, share us with your friends. Rate us. And as always, what really helps us, if you just pound that like button, baby. Smash it. Just just, just slobber knock that like button. Just command it. Influence it. Come on, right there. Just make it your, you know Stop what. Stop on it. In the most efficient and practical way, just click that button. Or you can just click it. It's all good, man. All right, y'all. Well, that was our first episode of a month and a half. I think it went pretty well. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a good rest of your week. And guess what? We're 14 days away from football. Let's do it. We're almost there. I can taste it. Uh, Let's go, baby. Let's go. Go Colts, baby. I'm Chris. I'm signing out. Peace. Peace. Who day? Gong get. Arson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>